Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. A little bit of a different vibe this week for Mental Health Monday. Hi, I'm Riggs from Riggs and Alley on 103.7 KISS FM. Uh, today is September the 10th is when I'm posting this, and that actually kicks off National Suicide Prevention Week. September is National Suicide Prevention Month. So this week for Mental Health Monday... Instead of talking to somebody else, instead of talking to a doctor, I thought I'd just talk to you and tell you the story about my Uncle Rick. This is the reason why I've made mental health my crusade, why I want to use my voice to help prevent suicides, to speak openly about it, to speak openly about mental health. So here we go. It's Mental Health Monday, dedicated to my Uncle Rick. If you asked me a year and a half ago if I thought I would lose a family member to suicide... I would think you were crazy. I would look at you like, what? No. Everybody in my family is so happy. Everybody's fine. There's no issues. There were issues that I had no idea about. My Uncle Rick. Look, he was the family clown. Anytime we got together at family functions, my Uncle Rick and I were the two guys that kept everybody happy. If you know me... You know that I love making people laugh. I love being a goofball. I love being the center of attention sometimes. And I love taking people's minds off of things. So anytime we had a family event with my Uncle Rick, we took this as an opportunity to goof around. He shared my love of impressions and goofy voices and just being a goofball around the family. He used to call every single family member on their birthday. He remembered birthdays. And he would call and wish you happy birthday in the voice of Donald Duck. The guy had a spot-on Donald Duck impression. To, uh, Andrew Riggle. This is he. Rich. What up? What's going on, amigo? I was heard that Donald Duck would be calling the show this morning. Uh, Donald Duck is on his way into my office at the moment. Is he on his way in? Is he running late again because he forgot to wear pants? <laughs> that wily bastard. Hello. Hello. Happy <laughs> I love when this guy calls. Donald! Thanks, Donald. Doing? doing fantastic yourself. No, I sent you another pair of pants for Christmas this year. I hope you're going to wear them this time. I love them. Thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking time out of the day. Thank you, Donald. See, that was my Uncle Rick. I had him on the show one morning. Glad I did. Anytime we got together for any reason, Thanksgiving, Christmas, 4th of July, reunions, one of my first questions was always, is Uncle Rick going to be there? If he was, we knew it was a good time. Him and I had a really special relationship together. I don't know what it was, but even though I never took a picture with the man, like literally, I've combed through my social media for the last year, trying to find pictures. I've gone through old family albums, trying to find a picture of just me and my Uncle Rick, and I don't have any, because I never thought to take one, because I never thought there was a problem. 
I never knew to ask. He was always the happy guy. Like he was like Robin Williams. Maybe not on that talent level. He wasn't in movies or anything, but he was always a happy guy. He, I never really knew what was going on in his life. I knew that he was a banker. I knew he had a great job. He had a great wife. He's got three awesome kids. But I never really knew what he was doing because anytime I would try to ask him about his life, he would turn it back around on me. How's your job, Drew? What's going on? He always called me Drew. I hate when people call me Drew. But for some reason, when Rick called me Drew, I didn't mind it. Drew, how's the job going? How's the wife? How's everything in Milwaukee? He always followed me around. He was fascinated by my career, my radio career. He would call me out of the blue just to talk the shit about music. Rick was a big Black Crows fan. You know who the Black Crows are? He actually went to, high, I think it was college or high school, with the drummer of the Black Crows, Steve Gorman. You probably don't know him, but he used to talk about it all the time. My buddy Steve Gorman's the drummer for the Black Crows. We should go to a show sometime. We never got to go to a show. I always wanted to. The closest and most intimate that I really got, for lack of better words, with my Uncle Rick was when he brought his daughter Chelsea up through Wisconsin. She had an internship at Kimberly Clark, which is up by Madison, I want to say, or Fond du Lac. But he was driving her up for her internship to drop her off, and he decided to stop by and check out my house with my wife. I always loved impressing my Uncle Rick. I mean, he was always proud of his kids. His kids are so smart, and they're doing awesome. But he was proud of me, too. He was proud of the radio career that I kind of built on my own, how I went rogue out of high school and just jumped into it. He told me he was so proud of me and how far I'd come and the wife that I have and the house that I have, and he was happy for me. And for some reason, it just really made me feel warm on the inside that I had impressed my Uncle Rick, and he was proud of me. But anytime I could impress him or make him laugh, it always made me feel good. There was the time that we lost my cousin to muscular dystrophy. The whole family was sad. It was a sad moment. But our cousin Nathan, we knew that the end was coming. He had a really hard struggle with muscular dystrophy, and it was sad when he passed away. The night before his funeral, my wife and I were staying at my Uncle Tony's house, and Uncle Rick was staying with us. My Uncle Rick and I went out to the barn. We sat down. We started drinking beers. Rick and I went through a case of beer each. I don't think I really drank as many beers as he did, because I kept falling asleep, and he would wake me up and be like, Drew! We gotta finish this case of beer. We were trying to break a family record of 38 beers in one night. Again, I don't know why I wanted to impress my Uncle Rick so bad, but I really wanted to break this family record he kept talking about. I was like, if I can do this, my Uncle Rick will think I'm awesome. He will think I am so cool if I can drink all these beers. Even though I probably didn't, but he told me I did. We had a lot of conversations that night, and I found out a lot about my Uncle Rick. Nothing negative, though. But I would never look at my Uncle Rick and think, that guy's depressed. That guy might have some issues. Is he okay? He's got to be fine. He's doing Jimmy Stewart impressions. He can do a spot-on Ronald Reagan impression. The guy's fine. He's cracking jokes. There's no problems. He was just a funny guy. But we sat up all night before Nathan's funeral until like 6 in the morning. My wife comes out. and She was like, where have you been? You didn't go to bed? We have a funeral to go to today. And I was like, I was hanging out with my Uncle Rick all night. It was amazing. The last time I got to see my Uncle Rick. My grandparents' 55th wedding anniversary party. Valparaiso, Indiana. July 1st, 2017. It was an awesome party. There was like a church service, and then we go down to the basement. There's this big room. My grandparents were there. 
All of their kids were there. Cousins were there. We rented out this whole room. We had food. My dad put together an awesome video and a picture slideshow, like 1,600 pictures of the whole family, of my grandparents, and they loved it. And this was the last time that the whole family got to hang out with our Uncle Rick. Later that night after the anniversary party, we all retired to the hotel where my mom, my wife, my Aunt Julie, my sister Holly, and Uncle Rick. We all sat down in the lobby of the hotel and we're drinking together, hanging out, talking about life, and joking around like we always do. Not thinking that anything is wrong with my Uncle Rick. He's just the crazy guy. Sure, he's a little bit drunk, but we always have some drinks. We're family. We're safe. We're in a hotel. It was even two o'clock in the morning and I got hungry. I wanted to go to Taco Bell, but I wasn't going to drive. So I asked my Uncle Rick if he would walk across the street to the Taco Bell with me. I remember walking up to the drive-thru and begging them to serve me at the drive-thru. And they were insistent. We can't serve you if you don't have a car. And I was like, do you want me to go get my car and drive it over here drunk? I remember looking over at my Uncle Rick laughing hysterically. Remember, I loved when I could make my Uncle Rick laugh. It made me happy to impress him, to make him laugh. I I was enamored with him and I don't know why. I just loved to impress him so much. And I took some Snapchats that night. In Snapchat, everything goes away after 24 hours. I never save my Snapchats. But for some reason, that night, I took a couple of goofy Snapchats with my Uncle Rick. They sounded like this. Rick. No, they... How many beers did we kill that one night? Well, based on my recollection, I think 48 more. <laughs> 48 beers. So I saved those snaps. And those are the last visible memories I have with my Uncle Rick. Everything else is just in my mind. The next day, we woke up and had breakfast. We all sat down at Bob Evans. That's where my family loves to go is Bob Evans. But I was sitting down, and my Uncle Rick wasn't there. And I thought it was odd. But maybe we we were out drinking pretty late. Maybe he went somewhere else. Maybe he's still sleeping. I don't know. But when he came in, I could tell that something was wrong with him. Something was just off. And he walked outside with my grandfather and my other uncle. And they were all, it seemed to be arguing outside the restaurant. And then Rick got into a truck with my uncle and they drove off and they left. I had no idea where they went. And that was the last time that I saw my uncle Rick. Fast forward. July of last year, 2017. 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.15 in the morning. Getting ready to go to work. Just like a normal day. I look down, there's a text message from my mom. It says, call me as soon as you possibly can. I called my mom. Are you sitting down, she said. Nervously, I answered yes, and I knew I could hear it in her voice that something had gone wrong. My mind starts racing. What, what happened? She said they found your Uncle Rick. I said, what do you mean? They said he was at his condo in Florida, and they found him. They think he might have done something to himself. I was shocked. I'm giving myself chills right now thinking about it, going back to that. I went to work. I I don't know why I went to work. Maybe it was to kind of cope. Maybe it was to put it out of my mind. I'm not sure what it was, the reason for going to work. But I remember I showed up and was talking to Allie and Gibbons. They were like, are you okay? And I was like, I just got a phone call from my mom and my uncle Rick died. My God, what happened? I don't know. But they said they found him and it sounds like he did something to himself. How could he possibly take his own life? 
my Uncle Rick, the happy fun guy, the jokester, the guy that would call me on my birthday and pretend he was Donald Duck. Was he that sad behind this show that he was putting on of a happy fun guy? Was there darkness and sadness behind all of this laughter? Was this a show that he was just putting on for all these years? I never knew. And I never got a chance to ask him. And it pains me so hard. But this is what happens with suicides. You can't rationalize it. You just can't. Someone dies in a car accident, it's horrific. But you can somewhat justify it. It was an accident. Somebody else was driving. Somebody was distracted. Maybe there was alcohol involved. Somebody dies of a heart attack. You can trace it back to the family genes. Is there a history of heart disease? Someone dies of cancer. Awful. I've lost family members to cancer. I've lost friends to cancer. Though that's a kind of death you can see coming. It's still sad, but at least you can rationalize it to an extent. You can't do that with a suicide. There's no answers. There's just questions upon questions upon questions. I don't think it's fair to classify grief. Everybody grieves differently, and everybody's allowed to feel sad for things. But there's something about losing someone to suicide. It's completely different. It changes things. It changes your outlook on life, the way that you look at people, the way that people act. It changes your family, the way your family talks to one another. People start blaming one another. People get angry. People don't know how to deal with the grief. People don't know who to blame, so they start blaming one another. It's really sad. I miss my Uncle Rick. I miss him so much. But the only thing that I can do is A, carry on his memory in my mind and in my heart, and B, make sure that I reach out to people if I think there's something wrong. And now, I reach out to people if I think there isn't anything wrong. It's always okay to ask someone how they're doing. Sometimes when you have that awkward silence with somebody, it's the best time to say, Hey, are you alright? Is everything alright? I know you've been going through some stuff. Is everything okay? You know I'm here for you. Sometimes that can be the greatest thing you can do for somebody. I never got to talk to my uncle about his problems. It was always just happy. It was always upbeat. I never knew there was a problem. And I can't beat myself up about that. I didn't know. Talking afterwards to my mom and my aunt and my other uncle... They knew a little bit. They knew that he was struggling with some problems. They knew that he was upset. But no one could ever imagine that he would ever do something like that. But my uncle was in that category of 50-year-old men that bury their feelings. He comes from the school of thought of, suck it up. You're going to be fine. You can deal with it on your own. You're not depressed. You're just a little upset. Deal with it. This is why mental health is my crusade now. This is why mental health is my mission. As many times as I can talk about it, as many opportunities as I can talk about it, I'm going to seize the opportunity. I'm going to seize the opportunity to ask people if they're okay. I'm going to seize the opportunity to break the stigma around mental health. I'm going to seize the opportunity to break the stigma around suicide and let people and families know that you don't have to be ashamed of a suicide in a family. Yes, it's sad. It's terrible. It's awful. It's gut-wrenching. It's any other negative word I could think of right now, but I don't have a thesaurus. It sucks. Suicide sucks. If you ask me today if I've lost someone to suicide, I'll tell you yes, I have. My uncle, Rick. 
Not a day that goes by that I don't think about that guy. And that's it. That's all I got for you this week. Pouring my heart out a little bit. It's another Mental Health Monday. A Riggs Off the Radio podcast. If you feel like you need help, 1-800-273-8255. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Reach out. Ask a friend if they need help. Ask a friend if they're okay. Those three words can go a long way with somebody. Are you okay? Thanks for listening to another Mental Health Monday. I'm Riggs. Make good life decisions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.